more human to workplaces around the world, helping you bring out the best in yourself and your life. This is Humans Across Hemispheres with Claude Silver and Mark LaBusque. Welcome, everybody, to our second podcast of Humans Across Hemispheres. It's Mark LaBusque here, and I'm with the amazing Claude Silver. How are you, Claude? I'm great, Mark. Good to see you. Yeah, so good to see you as well. And um, today we're going to be talking about another really human topic, which is, I guess, the impact of things like connection and belonging in the workplace and how that um, how that can really improve the culture of your workplace. So, Claude, let me ask you the first question, which is, when you think of connection and belonging, what does it mean to you? Thanks for the question. So what it means to me personally, first and foremost, is safety. It means community. It means belonging, of course. And belonging to me at its crux means a psychological and physical safety. So I go very primal on that answer. And I, I think about Maslow's pyramid, and I'm literally, here's the, my little pyramid. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the bottom of the pyramid is, is uh, security and, and safety, quite frankly, and right above is belonging. So um, belonging and connection for me is essential in relationships. It's essential in my workplace, and it's also essential for me to feel, um, quite frankly, with the world. Fantastic. And look, for me, and you talk about the primal thing, it's, for me, it's very similar is that as a species um, who craves to socially be connected and also belong, I think that's where it all starts. It starts with that safety, that feeling that when I am part of a tribe, I'm not only connected to that tribe, but I feel a very, very strong sense of belonging. So I think, um, I think we're on the same path, pathway there and the, the same ideas around how it fits in. So what about the importance for a human to feel connected? Yeah. So let me answer that question first by saying what it's like when a human doesn't feel connected. And I know you've had some personal experience with this, as I have in my life of uh, losing uh, a brother to uh, suicide. And, you know, he no longer felt connected to anyone. He didn't feel connected to the world, to to the earth, to his friends, to his family, to himself. And um, so that's what happens, I believe, when human beings do not feel connected. They feel isolated, alienated, and fundamentally alone and lonely. And those two things are different. Uh, it's a devastating feeling. I can only imagine it's an incredibly devastating feeling to feel that alone in the world. So bringing it upstream... Human beings are wired to connect. We are wired to belong. We have been in community with one another since the dawn of time, since the caveman and women era. Uh, we mate. We have mated to find connection with one another uh, for other reasons too, but to build family, to build communion, to build community. And uh, I, I really fundamentally believe that Humans need to feel as though there is an association with one another or to a tribe, as you said, or a cohort or a squad to feel as though they are part of something and in the grand scheme of things, part of this world. What do you think? Yeah, look, what an amazing share. And I guess that um, what I'm going to say, first of all, is 
if I think about my connection with you, um, and and as we've shared stories, we've found that there's just we have a connection because of similar experiences in our lives. And I really admire your vulnerability to share that story. And you know, and also mentioning mine, it was just a very similar thing. It was this sense of I guess with my dad was this sense that he no longer belonged. And in fact, he wrote that in a note. And uh, I can I can't but imagine how that must feel for a human being to say. Uh, I, I'm, I'm no good anymore. I don't need to be here because I'm not connected and I don't belong to, to whether it be my family, my workplace, my community. So thank you for sharing that. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're so strongly connected now is we, we share those stories. And I think that's something for our listeners to think about is connection comes from sharing stories. It comes from finding commonality. And once you can do that, I believe that's when really great work happens. From a belonging perspective, humans, first of all, I think humans need to understand um, and belong to self. They need to have a strong sense of self and then understand how they then contribute to team and then to organisation. And I'm going to go broader and to community. And once we can give our human beings in the workplace a good, strong sense of belonging, I think it moves us into that next thing I want to talk about, which is about managers and why is it important for managers to promote connection and belonging within their own teams so gosh managers have an an extraordinary role and an extraordinary responsibility don't they they are coach and captain and they're the shepherd of a group of people that either they get handed So they're adopting a group of people. They can hand it some anonymous people or they've acquired them and and have asked to be in union with them. Uh, So the responsibility is is major because that manager also needs to know what it's like to connect with self and connect with others or else they are no good at all. They will propagate a culture on that team of probably isolation or some fear or some uh, the opposite of connection. So I, I believe that once we have connection on a team, great things happen. I believe the same exact thing you said. And one, two of those great things that can happen, the first is trust. So same thing with you and I. We're individuals, but we're also in a tribe of, of community. We start to trust each other. We start to let one another in. I know your I know your story. You now know my story. We've been chatting now for months on LinkedIn, over Skype. And then a trust develops. And I believe trust is the holiest of holy. That is when you are holding space for another person and you are, as best as you can, not judging, not coming from a place of judgment, but coming from a place of, I got you. And what does I got you actually mean? It's empathy. I care for you. So connection builds the trust, builds the, I'm going to hold you. I care for you. I I empathize with you. It's not I sympathize with you. It's you can come to me. I'm going to be your safety net. I'm going to coach you to go further in life. I'm going to teach and learn you the best that I can so you can get promoted so you can kick the ball over the goalpost, whatever it is. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, look, I think um, from a management perspective, um, let's talk about, let me talk about trust to start with. So um, in order to build trust, and, I, and I, I look at three elements of trust, and I'm going to talk about motive, which is, do you have my back? And like you said, it's very much to what you said, the I got you statement. So in order to build trust, we need to build connection at a, at a human level. So it's not about your technical prowess. It's not about your title or those sorts of things. It's actually about getting to know the person as the person, getting to know the things that they hold near and dear to themselves, whether it be family, whether it be community, what really makes them tick, what makes them jump out of bed in the morning. And I think that um, managers need to spend more time on that work in the early um, period of forming their team and forming relationships with individuals and less time on giving them a position description and a KPI sheet and telling them to just get out there and do the work. So um, the other thing I'm going to say to this one too, why it's important, is that managers need to think of this connection and belonging as work. This is important work just like the other work that they do. So um, it's important in order to build a high-performing team that um, a manager understands that there needs to be time invested early on in the relationship getting to know the person as the person and I think um, I think I'm seeing that start to happen in organizations here in Australia and I know the great work you're doing over there in the states and I think that you know it's the only way for us to be as we as we head forward into a new world that's expecting this from us so let me ask you this question how do how does an organization embed this concept of creating stronger connections and a sense of belonging into its culture yeah I'll tell you how we do it here. First and foremost, it, it does come from the top. So whether or not that is our CEO, Gary, or whether or not that is me or other C-suite executives. However, I think it's really important uh, to distinguish. I don't know if a CFO is going to spend one-on-one time with every single person in the organization. But here at VaynerMedia, Gary does and I do. And so how, does that, how is that created? It's high touch. It's making sure that you are touching, reaching, listening, chatting with, getting to know each individual. And yes, is that is that work? Thousand percent. However, if it is something that brings you joy, so connection brings me joy. It never feels like work to me. I'm spending a lot of my energy listening to people and and sometimes digging for that question, such as you know, where did you come from and how do you like San Diego and do you like, you know, heavy metal or even hip hop, whatever it is. But I believe at companies that type of culture is formed from people that are interested in finding out about you. And that's, that's everything you and I talk about. That's human to human. That is not you are an SVP and so I want to get to know you or, oh my God, Claude, you, you have this incredible title, so you have no time for me. It's, when, when people say that to me, and they don't say it like that, they usually say, I know you're really busy. Thank you for taking the time. And my immediate response is, well, we're all really busy. Yeah. So kind of breaking it down, like there is no difference between me and you. Yeah, I've been on this earth a lot longer than you have, Miss Millennial, but we're the same. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's my belief, is a lot of high-touch listening, you know, giving a you-know-what. And as you said perfectly, like, it's investment of time. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think I saw a video that Gary made the other day, which was with a very new starter in your business, and he was just sitting down with that person, and they were just having a conversation about human things. And it's like you, you just, by saying it's high touch and it comes from the top, I think that's really important. The other thing I'd say to that too is getting permission from the top to do this is absolutely critical. I think the managers who are then sitting in that, what I call the engine room, have to then understand a safe space has been created for them to make themselves available to do the same thing. So having conversations with people, you said hip hop and, you know, is it heavy metal? Is it, um, is it football? Is it soccer? Whatever it is that you like to do. What do you do on the weekends with your family? What, you know, how do you get some time for yourself? And I just think that these are the really important things that when you do this over a period of time, it goes away from being a fad or the next best thing to do. And then all of a sudden humans start to go, hey, this has happened now for 90 days in a row. And hey, this this seems like this is what we do in this organisation. And, and it's not so much about measuring how it's changed your culture, it's about feeling it. So yes. as you said, you know, Miss Millennial, I might have a title that's the Chief Heart Officer, just like you, if we strip it right back to what it is that we are, we're human. Yeah. I want to connect with you. I want you to feel like you belong. Um, and having even having that conversation, Claude, with another human being at that level, I think gives them permission and gives them availability to start doing the same thing with their peers and others as well. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, social media is, I think, in this way, very helpful because I already know when I come in on a Monday morning that, Marcus was enga- got engaged over the weekend, or I, I already know that she went to a wedding, or they, they adopted a dog, or they went swimming in, you know, the ocean. So I'm, I'm a step up. We're all a step up, which allows us to, allows us an easy entry and allows us to be more curious, I think. And I think that's a really great point. It's then, this is the big thing for me here, Claude, is it's about whether or not you decide to do something with that information in order to create connection and belonging or whether you choose to sit there and allow someone to, else to go first. And I think part of this, part of helping others to feel like they connect and belong is you need to go first as a manager in order to um, let people know it's safe to do so. And it's not just all about what we're delivering at work, but it's about what we're delivering to each other in, in respect to connecting and belonging. So... Let me ask you if you could think of a few ways that you encourage connection and belonging within, within VaynerMedia or, you know, in the wider community and the work that you do, what would be some things that uh, would help be helpful for managers who are listening right now? Yeah, so I think, A, coming from a place of curiosity is a, is a really big uh, starting point. Coming from a place of non-judgment, so moving your ego out of the way and and letting everyone just be whoever they are, you know, letting their free flag fly if that's what they want to do. Making space, again, removing your ego and making space for people to be unique and using their unique voice. So inviting that in. I mean, in any kind of meeting that you have, icebreakers do that immediately. Whether or not your icebreaker is, okay, everyone just give each other a high five to your neighbor or, you know, what what was the last app you used or what's your, what's your uh, death row meal or, you know, whatever, got icebreakers up the wazoo. But that's amazing because that breaks up all of the, oh, the anxiety, you know, we're in a meeting where, oh, I might get called on. 
everyone's doing it. You're leading by example. So, and that sometimes takes a little bit of audacity because you might not be a manager that wants to show your goofy side or show your more playful side. And that's okay too. But as managers, we have a responsibility, as we're both saying, to be the shepherd, literally the Sherpa, to help this group of people go from good to great and great to extraordinary. And we need to be fully invested in that. So moving your ego out of the way, making sure you have time, making sure you come from a place of curiosity, I think is amazing, and allowing every single person that is at that table to have a voice. Encouraging that. Fantastic. Um, I guess from my perspective, the first thing is is to get up. You know, I use the the, um, the words of the adaptive leadership practitioner Marty Linsky, who's actually based in New York, and say you need to get up on the balcony and look down and say to yourself, "When I see humans connecting and belonging, what do I see, and how much joy does that bring to me?" So I think getting in your mind that this is important to do is the first thing, and and just a couple of things that I've introduced. In an experiment I ran with the team about eight years ago was I introduced two questions or two statements where I had conversations with each person, particularly around belonging. And the things were, um, here's why I think you're relevant, not just in this organization, but um, just as a human being that you are. And the other one was, here's how I think you contribute um, to our team, to our organization and even to a wider community. And this was, just so people know this, this was a simple 15 to 25-minute conversation with, with another human being being really clear about contribution and relevance to the organisation. And, and it wasn't always about technical things. It may have been about, you know, I think your contribution is you just bring fun and joy to our room or your contribution is that you are the conscience of our group so that when we're getting carried away with where we're going, you say, hey, hang on a minute, let's stop there. Why are you relevant? Because, you know, you are the person that lifts someone else up when we don't know what to do. So relevance and contribution are two words that stick in my mind to create a strong sense of belonging. And from connection, once a week for 30 minutes, we would go out as a team and we would, our only rule was we didn't talk about work. So all we talked about was, I'll give you some topics. We had possums, like the rodents in in the roof of the house. We talked about that. We talked about dragon boat racing. We talked about kids. We talked about holidays. We didn't go around the circle like you do in a meeting. If you just wanted to listen, you just listen. If you wanted to talk, you spoke. But doing that over a period of time created the most united team that I'd ever worked in because we had each other's backs. As you said before, we trusted And we were invested in more than, again, a spreadsheet or a dollar. We were invested in a in another human being. So I think they're two things that that I would really recommend to people listening to this to to think about embedding into building a better uh, connection and sense of belonging. Here's one for you, a bit bit out of um, bit out of notice. uh, I do this. I thought it was an amazing speech that the pastor made at the royal wedding on the weekend, where he spoke about love and fire and those things. Now. Just in essence of, I guess, tying that into creating connection and belonging, do you have any thoughts about that, about just those (laughs) beautiful words? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there are two things going on in my mind. One, the message that this gentleman was bringing into a marriage was incredible. So love and joy and taking care of one another. The obvious thing was the cultural difference. 
Yes. And so, and that's not to say that British people don't care about that. The generalization is that they're, they're not as overt about it. And so I thought, you know, culturally speaking, this, this, this minister is speaking about connection in its purest form and something that we can all relate to is love and what it's like to be loved and even more so what it's like to love and then just watching everyone in the in the church that day was remarkable to see people you know getting a little uncomfortable a little smirky smirk here and you know he was a real american evangelical you know I'm surprised people didn't raise their arms and say, amen. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know, because um, you talk about uh, the word he used, love, but, um, and the fact that people would be coming uncomfortable. And I think the reason I bring this up is this work of connection and belonging and even that, the L word of love um, being used in the workplace makes people feel uncomfortable. And I just want managers to understand this is if you're feeling uncomfortable, you're actually doing great work and you're doing the work of connection and belonging. So I, I would also recommend to people who haven't watched that is to watch it and watch the level of discomfort in the room to understand that that's sometimes a place you need to be at to connect and to create a sense of belonging. And I'm going to say love in your organisation. So um, I really appreciate your, uh, your thoughts on that. Let's finish with... Um, any suggestions again? We usually, if we're going to finish these with, do you have any suggested readings or maybe TEDs or anything around connection and belonging or some of your favorite people that you like um, in this sort of yeah. space? Did, I don't know if I mentioned Brene Brown last time in this book called Daring Greatly. Yeah, no, no, you didn't, but uh, please tell us about that. Yeah, this is an incredible book that uh, Brene Brown, hands down, I think is incredibly spot on when she talks about moving from a place of shame to embracing vulnerability and seeing vulnerability as an act of courage. All of those things, by the way, coming from a place of vulnerability and courage are necessary in a manager, thousand percent. Yes. And this, getting inside of this book and understanding that this is a human condition. We have all experienced feelings of shame in our life, inadequacy, uh, being undesirable, not relevant to your per to your point. However, if we can look at if we can overcome that, but also look at that as a way as a window in to finding kind of our 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 true essence. Which, by the way, we're just all innocent. Yes, we're innocent people, and we're all the same. And so, this book really propels you into. How to, be, how to use vulnerability and courage to become more connected in your life, in your personal life, in your work relationships with your children. So I'm making a big play for Darren Greatly. Fantastic. And look, I, um, I, I um, echo those sentiments. I haven't read the book yet, but just watching um, Brene's pretty famous TED Talk uh, where yeah. she basically said she had to she question herself all the way through as a researcher to get to where she got to and and that, that vulnerability in itself. And, and to your point you just made then, this work is not just about helping people in the workplace. If, if, they, if you can build this connection and belonging in the workplace, um, it helps them to take it to other places, whether it be their family um, and into their community. And I think, I think that's the work of, um, of management, even though we may not think that is, how do we make these human beings better 
as human beings than, than they might have been before they came into our organisation. So it's something for us to, to think about. Totally. So I think that's it. I think we're done. And, um, you know, again, I love the conversation. I love the connection. And, um, and, and I will say this myself, the sense of belonging I feel to a community that I'm building over in, in your part of the world um, comes from the fact that I'm open to, to the vulnerability in being human. So thanks again, Claude, for your time. Mark, thank you so much. I love chatting with you. Keep it real. Hey, it's Mark here again. Thanks for listening to our episode of Humans Across Hemispheres. If you liked it, why not rate it five stars? And if you loved it, share it with your friends. Claude and I look forward to talking to you on the next podcast about the topic of the imposter syndrome, self-limiting beliefs, and what you can do as a manager to get better at dealing with these things. But until then, keep it human.